Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Well, that was too easy. It's basically all over for uh, OU on the early signing day today. And just like Hollis Price at the free throw line, 27-27, just automatic, perfect. Travis Davidson will join me for uh, all four hours today, Locked In and then The Rush. Buddy, this is about the exact opposite of what you and I went through last year on this day. There's not a whole lot of drama. There was drama for about 30 minutes, and then that was quickly over. This is not going to go the way that it did last year, dude. And we can create some drama if you'd like, but I don't really know where to go with that. That That was easy today, man. Yeah, I was starting to think that I was bad luck. So this was a big day for me uh, when that Taylor Tatum uh, signing came across the old Twitter sphere. I felt very good. Felt very, very good. But yeah, I mean, this is how you want it, right, Tyler? I mean, and this is this is a direct result of Brent Venables' visit policy and his recruiting strategy because you've got, I mean, Florida. Tyler was ranked number three in the recruiting rankings last week, and they're down to 15. I mean, you've got guys, and not only that, not just the position rankings that that take a hit, but you've got dudes that are flipping from school to school. You've got to replace that guy in your class. Maybe you were just going to take two running backs. Now now you've only got one in your class, or maybe you were only going to take – you know, a certain number of QBs or a certain number of safeties. or Like, it, it screws with the numbers, and that's the biggest part about it. So uh, Brent Venables and staff did a bang-up job, 27 for 27, before lunch. I know. I mean. I know. Before lunch. Nice. And, and, and that's what nice. we were. We were upset about that for like 30 minutes, right? Like, the last year version of us would be like, R- really, you guys are complaining about this? Peyton Bowen's going to Oregon, and Tessilia Kana just picked Texas over, over Oklahoma. Last year was the craziest signing day we had, and of course what happened the next day was awesome. This is, dude, this is the quietest signing day that I can remember for OU. I mean, when David Stone committed back in August, that day, that Saturday and the days leading up to it, there were a whole lot of drama. Is Miami really in on this one? That one has really been calm since he committed back in August. This was, this was easy, man. And when you look at teams in the top ten, there's been a lot of shuffling that has gone on today. Uh, Texas lost a four-star today. Uh, some good things have happened to them the past few days. I bet OU's had the quietest, the calmest signing day, probably of anyone in the top 10, maybe even the top 25, man. That's just to kind of put it into, like, compared to other schools out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it has. And, and you know, you see it from around the country, fan bases freaking out, even coaches that are getting – text messages in the middle of their press conferences i'm pretty sure billy napier is packing up his office right now (laughs) during his press conference i mean it's it's just wild and it, it just speaks to the people that brent venables wants to go after he wants to go after people that once they commit there's they don't question it they don't take other visits they are bought in with each other i mean it's yeah we'll try and flip some dudes i mean dominic mckinley probably chief among them but at the same time having the core of your class be be consistently locked in for the entire time and just and just going through the motion saying yep i'm sending my stuff in there's no confusion no other coaches call me anything like that those are the guys you want on your team 
Yeah. Cherokee Sooner says Taylor Tatum waited until 11 a.m. so he could get the full Oklahoma experience. And, buddy, that's going to be tough to top for a text of the day. And it's already rolling in in the first segment for us. Waited until that's 11 high, a.m. That, to quality. get the full Oklahoma experience. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's fantastic. Hopefully that's the old Oklahoma experience as we get ready to, to move to the SEC here in 2024. No, but like, w- w- what's the big storyline with this class? Well, you're, you're 27 to 27 today. No real surprises. I, I think the big storyline today has to be that you sign the best defensive line class, I think, in, in recent memory. It's a, it's a really good defensive line class. It comes at the right time. And I think uh, maybe just overall, Travis, for the second consecutive year with this new staff, I think the haul that you got on the defensive side is more impressive than what you got on the offensive side, which was a laughable thing to even think about before Brent Vittables and staff arrived. Not that the offensive side isn't a good side of the football this class. It, it, it is. It's, it's very good, especially with what you have at wide receiver and then bringing in the number one running back. I just think when you look at this class top to bottom, the league that you're going in, I think it's important to say this. I think it's important that they did this. Second year in a row where the defense is the best side of the football in a recruiting class. Yeah, it's it, it's wild to say it. And I think it's maybe just the vibes, right? Like, if, if you were to, you know, pull 100 Sooner fans and just say, hey, which side was the better side? They say, oh, defense, defense, defense. But you, you're able to say that while also landing, you know, an Elite 11 guy that tore it up, you know, for Frisco Emerson and Michael Hawkins Jr., the number one running back in the entire country. How many times can you land the number one player at an offensive position in the country? And it doesn't even move the needle as far as saying, yeah, maybe the offensive recruiting was better. Like, it's. I, I think part of it is just Oklahoma fans haven't really got used to landing a bunch of uh, a bunch of big time defenders, and and this is this is what it looks like, man. And again, we can keep talking about just the relaxed nature of today. Tyler, sign me up for what are we the number five or six class on on rivals? You said they were number five on rivals for about. 30 minutes, and then Miami, they're at number six right, right. now. Maybe that, maybe that changed even 15 minutes ago, but I believe it's number six. So give me give me the number six class with zero drama on signing day as opposed to, like, the number four class where you where you lose a guy, you know, at noon and then you gain a guy at one and th- this, that, and the other. I feel like the continuity in this is big, and a lot of it is that power line that you touched on. David Stone being such a leader in this class, uh, even touching the offensive side with his efforts with Eddie Pierre-Lewis. Uh, Jaden Jackson continues to make strides uh, in the rankings. Danny Okoye should have been MVP of the Army Bowl. I mean, that defensive line, Tyler, is the real deal. Uh, yeah, OU number six right now on uh, Rivals. And I was looking at SEC teams in the top 25 because this is new territory, dude. And for as long as I've you know been an OU fan – when it comes to National Signing Day, all right, where are you at? Okay, and where's Texas at? All right, that's really kind of the two two things that I've really checked, and I think most OU fans have checked over the course of the past 20 years or however long they've been following recruiting, right? That's been life in the Big 12. Where are you at? Where are you ranked? Oh, where's Texas ranked at as well? That's kind of who you compared yourself to most often in recruiting, um, but SEC a little bit different, dude. Georgia's got the number one class. Texas has the number two class. Bama's at three. OU's at six. Auburn's at seven. 
LSU's at 13, Tennessee's at 14, Ole Miss is at 17, Florida's at 19, A&M's at 21, uh, Mizzou's at 23, and Kentucky's at 25. Twelve in the top 25 are SEC programs, and only one will be a Big 12 school. That's Texas Tech, just inside the top 25. So we know it's a different world that you're walking into, but it really shows it when you just look at something as simple as recruiting rankings on, on, on National Signing Day. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah you're, you're, yeah, you're going into a whole new animal. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, something that I put out earlier this morning, the loudest fan base on social media was also the one with the, what, 23rd ranked class, something like that. That's with correct. The Boy, they are loud, man. The past month. God, they're loud. Been, and, I, and I'm not I told you so guy. At least I try not to be, Travis. But I will say I told you so on this one thing, Missouri fans. Told you so. Now, is everyone seeing why I've been hate? I've hated them longer than most people now. Everyone's yeah. finally no, starting were, to see it. You were you were first. You were first <laughs> in uh, through the wall on that. But yeah, I mean the, the conference is just talented, and that's why you know you, you talk about NFL draft picks. That's why the SEC leads them because Tyler, if you are always recruiting the best athletes, you are going to end up with the most picks in the NFL. As simple as that. I mean, I know Texas had zero drafted a couple years ago so i guess that's the outlier but yeah i mean you're gonna be you're gonna be talented there but ou's been recruiting at a high level this is brent venable's third straight top 10 class that's where you need to be and when you have proven developers on this staff like bill biedenbo uh like todd bates uh obviously brandon hall has done incredible things with his defense you've got emmett jones who might be on the biggest heater of any coach um you, you know you can if you give this staff top 10 classes annually, then you you should bear the fruit of it very soon. T-Bone says it says something when Vanderbilt is last in the SEC in recruiting class, but they have the nation's 39th ranked class, LOL. Uh, T-Bone, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I see Vanderbilt at 38 on rivals. Dang, Vanny's got the number 38 class, that's last in the SEC. How many Big 12 teams are in front of him? TCU's in front of them at 36, UCF in front at 30, and Tech in front at 23. So Vanderbilt would have the fourth highest class in the Big 12 if they were a Big 12 school? Dude. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. man. That's ugly. Hey, but hey, didn't we hear the Big 12 was going to be better off without us? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure that was, I'm sure that was said somewhere. That's... Yeah. Well, yep. what, what did your marks – are you referring to what your Mark said at Big 12 Media Day, that OU and Texas haven't carried the flag or whatever when it comes to recruiting classes? Yeah, between him and the fan bases of the uh, the hateful eight, we'll call them. That sentiment was very strong. I see uh, here on the text line from the 918, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, if you want to join in, it's always the best way. Uh, it's 405-651-3439 from the 918. Okie State is 56, Tyler? Man. 56? 56, yeah. 17 commits in their class. Uh, no five stars. And it looks like no four stars in their class either, uh, according wow. to rivals. But I, I don't know. I, we've been clattering on Oklahoma State with recruiting rankings for a while, but they still uh, somehow figure it out most years, I guess. So Yeah, most years. But, they, but that's what's funny when, when Oklahoma State fans say, well, you know, we're not going to – getting these battles for these five-star guys. I'm like, bro, can you get a four-star? Just one? Yeah. Like, that's... We're not We're not saying that you should be in the top ten. Just 
Oklahoma State should at least be in the top 30. Yeah. All right, 405-651-3439 is the text line. Hey, text line, what was your uh, single favorite moment of this entire recruiting cycle? And we've got more names to talk about as we look ahead to the uh, second signing day, most notably a big-time defensive lineman. But what was your single favorite moment from uh, this cycle? Was it today in the in the no drama outside Taylor Tatum for about 30 minutes? Uh, was it Taylor Tatum initially committing this summer? David Stone committing on live TV back in August? Uh, there's a few that we can mention here. Uh, I- interested to see what you guys, uh, what brought you the most joy. By the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Locked in with McComas and Thune on this National Signing Day. No Thune today. Well, he'll join us at 3.20 coming up next hour. Travis Davidson with me for all four hours today. And, yep, you, the Ref Army as well, listening nationwide via the free KREF app. Springfield, Missouri is tuned in today. Shout out to Mike out there. Warner Robins, Georgia. Ridgeland, Mississippi. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Orange Beach, Alabama. Salt Lake City, Utah, San Diego, California, Knoxville, Iowa, and our small Oklahoma town of the day is Afton, Oklahoma. KREF Army Locator is brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. That's Affordable Door Company at AffordableDoor.net. All right, a few things, Travis, before we go to the text line, which, uh, as always, is super busy uh, some correct pronunciations that we found out today, most notably, and I guess we need to train ourselves back to Eddie Pierre-Louis, because that's what the head coach said today at the press conference. Oh, boy. We were fighting we get- the urge to not say Eddie Pierre-Louis on Friday. We were saying Lewis, but the head coach said Eddie Pierre-Louis, so I guess we go with that. It's going to be EPL for me from here on out. It's pretty probably a pretty good way to go about it, but Brent said Eddie Pierre-Louis for what it's worth. Uh, Ivan Carrion, and then Zion Reagans. Uh, correct pr- uh, pronunciations on those. But, yeah, Eddie Pierre-Louis. Uh, we thought we had it with Eddie Pierre-Louis last week. Well, the, the head coach uh, corrected us on that one. Uh, okay, favorite moment from uh, this 2024 cycle. Sam and Edmund says, Taylor Tatum committing to OU over Muleshoe and hearing how much Muleshoe was lying to him. St- uh, Skip stuffed him in a locker. And Jada is still the recruiter of the month. You know, um, at the same time that OU was beating Muleshoe for Taylor Tatum, that was around the same time that he did that uh, podcast lying about people breaking into his house, wasn't it? I think, uh, you know, it's so hard to keep them all straight because he does so many podcasts about OU. Uh, I think that was, but I think you're correct on that. Uh, from the 501 state of Arkansas, favorite moment, reeling the Danny Okoye recruitment back in after he was out on the program because Riley was running a clown show. Definitely one of my favorite moments. That's top three for me. Another day that you and I were on the air together, and that's a pretty well-known story now. But I feel like that was the first time that Danny Okoye really told anyone, like, hey, here's how I felt about OU before. But after doing my own research, here's here's where I'm at, and I'm going to give OU another chance. And obviously, they get um, they, they they get a uh, they they signed him today. But I, I feel like he that was the first time that he really told that story when he came in studio with us earlier this year. 
Right. He was very open and honest throughout the uh, throughout the process. I mean, I, I don't know of many other recruits of any cycle, Tyler, that would come into a studio and just say, hey, look, this is how it was. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really take this, this place uh, as seriously as I should have. And just very humble, honest. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when you get him between uh, those white lines, he is a different animal. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, that was a great one. Uh, I think the, I think the Tatum one might, it, it hits, it just hits differently because it checks so many boxes, doesn't it? Yep. It's, you beat Lincoln Riley for him. And the guy that beat Lincoln Riley, DeMarco Murray, was the same guy that Lincoln tried to recruit away from Oklahoma to go coach for him at USC. And then you find out that Lincoln's telling him that he was really the reason that, you know, the Kyler Murray thing worked out. Then it comes out from the baseball side. That's not true at all. Skip Johnson was really the one that was making that all work. And the baseball team gets a flat-out stud in the process. So, I mean, that's where – that that's probably uh, probably my favorite. But, I mean, with, with, 27, <laughs> with 27 commits, it's Tyler, lot, it's a lot of different moments to have, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, for me, number one is uh, being at the Barstool Bar in Chicago on a Saturday night in August. Uh, it was my, my wife and I and a few friends that were there uh, and uh, watching the David Stone commitment live on the giant TVs they had there and screaming, yeah, when he put on the OU hat in uh, front of a full full bar, everyone acting like we're idiots, or looking at us like we're a bunch of morons, which is probably what we look like. Pretty awesome was, moment. I- I was out to dinner for my mother's birthday uh, with all the family, so I couldn't get up and yell quite as much. But my mother and I watched on the live stream uh, while everybody else ordered their uh, ordered their entrees. Are so, those people yeah. really cheering for a high school kid over there? How pathetic! I'm, I'm sure that was probably <laughs> <laughs> uttered more than a few times, and yeah, I, I, I don't care. Someone said their favorite moment was the um, was the April Fool's joke pulled by uh, by David Stone. It was my least favorite moment. That did not land well. That feels like forever ago. That did not. That joke did not land. The the text landed fine. That was funny. But when he tried to pull the uh, the the April Fool's joke, that did that did not go over well with a lot of fans. The Nigel Smith video. Yeah, that you was know, cool. At, at at the new stadium there, Melissa Devon Mitchell with all the rumors about Miami and Alabama. You know, making a hard play at him, and then really Miami fans. I know they've closed really strong. But, man, Miami fans, we went head-to-head with them a bunch. Wyatt Gilmore, James Nesta, Devon Mitchell, David Stone. I think Jaden Jackson might have been one. Like, it was it was definitely not Miami's cycle when it came to matching up with Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, 918, favorite part of the day was listening to Venables this morning. He's so impressive to listen to. How could any recruit not fall in love with him as a coach? I would never be able to look at him and tell him I'm going anywhere else. Jay from Adil says, as a fellow big man, watching EPL's track film was impressive, but T. Rose in uh, NLI videos was a hit. Yeah, that was cool today. And OU, you could expect something new, something fresh, something different every single year on signing day uh, when the signees roll in and having essentially a scene setter for each one. That was that was pretty sweet, man. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, that was that was really cool. And did you see Wisconsin uh, lifted a, an old Zach that. Hefley special? I did see that. Yeah, how, uh, how about it? Imitation, man. Uh, oh, you, a lot of you are asking about what they get at kicker. Did they get a kicker today? Please, we need a kicker. 
they did get a kicker. Liam Evans uh, tweeted out uh, that, that he signed today. So Liam Evans uh, is signed. He won't count as a scholarship player because he's not a scholarship player in this class. But Liam Evans is one of the best kickers in the 2024 class. So if you want to have the conversation, and we will at some point today, maybe more than once, who of these 24 signees can we expect to be immediate impact players? I think that there's a chance that Liam Evans could be one of those guys. I, is it necessarily ideal to go to the SEC with the freshman kicker? I don't know. Let's see how good this kid uh, kid is compared to what you already have on campus. Yeah, and the nice thing about kicker, Tyler, is we've seen with, with kickers in the past that made an impact as a freshman, you don't need to be as physically different, as physically mature uh, as a lot of the other positions. I mean, it's it's a lot tougher to come in and play, you know, left tackle as a true freshman you're you're in there having to compete with dudes four or five years older than you if you're a kicker all you all you got to do is kick it and uh hopefully if everything goes well tyler you never have to physically match up with anybody yeah seriously Suter steven says favorite uh, storyline all of david stone's best friends michael patterson mcdonald and Jaden jackson committing before david stone and uh, stone seeming to do a lot of the recruiting of them that definitely felt like that was going on. That a lot of his friends, well, that was definitely the case. They were committed before he was. It felt like he was a lead recruiter, especially with Jaden Jackson. Yet we was we were still very nervous on decision day for David Stone. And yeah. when, when we look at this class, that kind of feels like that's the crown jewel of this class. But yeah, dude, that was a nerve wracking moment when it was uh, between OU and Miami that day in August. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. We should have seen it coming, Tyler. Like now that it's all said and done, and so many of the dudes that he was going on visits with, uh, kind of working behind the scenes with, I don't even know why any of us thought Miami had a chance at this. He's been a sooner this whole time, man. Yeah, uh, Jeff from OKC. How many from today are enrolling early? Uh, here's from OU who uh, who will enroll early. So you've got uh, Josh Iasosa, Daniel Akinkumi, Isaiah Autry, Michael Boganowski, Eli Bowen. Eugene Brooks, uh, Ivan Carrion, Wyatt Gilmore, Jaden Hardy, Michael Hawkins, Jaden Jackson, Zion Kearney, Devon Mitchell, James Nesta, Okoye, Reggie Powers, Xavier Robinson, Nigel Smith, David Stone, Brandon Zerbrug. So, like, the majority of this class looks like they will uh, enroll early. But that's yeah, I think list. it's 20 out of the 27, I think, is the final number yeah. on it. Uh, 817, Jaden Jackson might be the most overlooked recruit, might end up as the best. You know, I definitely would have agreed with that two to three months ago about Jaden Jackson being the most overlooked recruit. But everyone's been saying that so much over the past two to three months. Is is that still true today that he's looked at as overlooked? Well, we might need to consult Boyd Street Ventures on this because this is the same as the under the radar, right? It's like at a certain point, like you couldn't use like Drake Stoops as your under the radar player you couldn't use Gavin Sawchuk as your under the radar player like I don't think at this point Tyler you can use Jaden Jackson as your under the radar recruit because of he's been that answer for so long and he's shown out obviously defensive MVP with IMG David Stone's been you know talking about him like crazy he's been rising the rankings I think uh, I think he would be one of those that 
you know, it's a little bit low-hanging fruit to say that uh, he might be a little underrated. Sure. Uh, okay, we got a lot coming up next. We got to look at the fact that Oklahoma cleaned up in state in 2024. And what else is out there? Yeah, OU was 27 to 27 today, but could they still add anyone to this 2024 class before we get to signing day number two coming up next year? We'll talk about that as well right here on the ref. We're the signing day number two coming up in 2024. In terms of anything happening today, Travis, it doesn't really feel like we should be watching out for anything other than national storylines. Now, moving ahead, we will continue to talk about Dominic McKinley, the elite offensive lineman out of the state of Louisiana. Texas A&M commits, but has not and will not sign today with the Aggies. Looks like he's going to take an OV in January to LSU and Tennessee. So OU's not the only one in the Dom McKinley sweepstakes, but I think that's a it's definitely a win today for OU that he didn't sign with Texas A&M today. Yeah, if 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 nothing else, the door hasn't been closed, and and that's really all that matters. You've got everybody locked in. You're not waiting on anybody else. Keep in mind, if you think back to the 2022 class, Brent Venable's first class, there were a couple guys, probably most notably Gentry Williams, who after the coaching change thought, all right, let's, I'm going to take some more visits. I want to make sure that I I know this, you know, is the spot for me. So. Really, this is this is really perfect for Brent Venables and, and the rest of the coaching staff saying, look, we got all our guys in. We don't have to worry about anybody waiting to sign. And I don't know the stats on it, Tyler, but I can't imagine that people that have been committed for a while to a place and then decide not to sign, I can't imagine a lot of those people stick. Not at a place like A&M when you've had just that, that much extreme turnover. But, I mean, Dominic McKinley? Obviously, top of the list, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But again, uh, LSU and Tennessee will get an OV from Dom McKinley. Brent was uh, what Brent had it had an in home last week with him, along with Todd Bates. Uh, Texas has been in contact, so more than just OU and A and M in on uh, Dom McKinley right now uh, before the second signing day. Five of the top six players in state, according to rivals, pick OU today. That's uh, that's pretty massive. First time since 2013, man. The 2013 class that five of the top six players in state picked OU. Danny Okoye is ranked as the top player in the state, and we know how many SEC programs out there wanted him. So I, I think that this is just a win overall for OU, having the number six class, best D-line haul in recent memory. But we've started to see a shift over the past 25 months of – hey, let's prioritize the best players in state, and we're, we're seeing the payoff of that. You know, we were, Travis, you and I were having conversations a year ago. OU's got to do better in the 918. OU's got to do a better job in state. There's too many big-time players leaving the state or not going to OU, and you look at what they did today, what they're already doing in 2025, the commitment in state is, I mean, it's really not even close to where it was two to three years ago. Yeah, and, and Tyler, I think part of that, I mean, Oklahoma's always had some dogs. There's no doubt about it, so I don't want to misrepresent this. But, I mean, the timing of Brent Venables and co. prioritizing the state of Oklahoma could not be any better because it seems like the talent in the state is improving, the coaching in the state is improving, um, even the training, like your seven-on-seven guys, um, like that's improving significantly in the state. So the 
the quality of prospect has improved, and 2025 probably is the best example of that, maybe being the best class or deepest class maybe ever in the state. Well, it's great timing, isn't it? I mean, could you imagine if you know the previous regime was still here and they weren't as invested in getting as many Oklahoma guys on the team as they could? That 2025 class, who knows what happens with it, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, you could end up having, what, five, six four-stars potentially? And and I'll go and look and see how many are rated as a four-star right now. But clearly those rankings will change between uh, this time and in, in a year from now. There will be several rankings updates. But I just looked, uh, what, last week? And there were five in the Rivals Top 250. Five in state in the Rivals Top 250. Pretty good, and we'll see how that changes over the course of the next several months. But Tyler, Tyler, I've got some bad news for you. Uh oh, what? Oregon Ducks have uh, pulled off a signing day flip of USC four-star wide receiver Ryan Pelham. So Did, oh Lincoln Riley gosh. losing another four-star. So they were ranked 16 on Rivals when I looked before the show today, and they they've really never been in the top 10. I, I don't feel like at any point in this class, unless it was you know way back in the spring or the early summer. Um, boy, I, we'll see how far this drops them, but that it, it is not – it's not good there right now, man. They, they're not even going to have a top 15 recruiting class at USC. The portal has been an absolute disaster for them. Um, boy, he, he better hope he's getting an NFL job or they're, they're going to – they're not going to be a good football team next year, man, with maybe even a more difficult schedule than they had this past season. Well, and Steve Wilfong reported that he was still trying to reach out to DJ Lagway, who um, is obviously the Florida commit. Uh, But, I mean, how how, with the lack of confidence when they're still reporting that Lincoln Riley is flailing, still trying to reach out to quarterbacks that he might be able to try and flip because their best option going forward is Will Howard after their five-star Malachi Nelson entered the portal. I mean, it's it's just a really desperate look. And I'll tell you what, man, a lot of these kids, they can they can sniff out desperation. I it, It's just it, it's bad, man. I mean, it, it is just completely flipped in a year's time. To where, well, they, they had the bad season this year, the seven and five season. They're going to get housed by Louisville coming up next week and finish seven and six. And they got to play LSU and Michigan away from LA in two of their first three games of the season. Dude, if he's really the head coach there next season, and I know this year was bad and everyone's down on USC, they may be lucky to win seven games next year, man. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get worse. There's no doubt about it. We do have a uh, a question uh, back on our Oklahoma uh, side of things on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Join the show. Interact with us. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. Eric from Moore reaches out with a question. Says so is Nesta eligible for baseball this spring since he's an early enrollee? Uh, I've been told uh, by somebody with baseball that he will be with the team in the spring. So. Another good pickup, and I think that's something that we need to keep remembering. Nesta and Tatum are big time baseball players. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's today was today was a big day. I mean, obviously they got those sweet new Marucci gloves um, that uh, that debuted on Twitter uh, a day or two ago, and then they've got their new field now with the new uh, state of Oklahoma with the baseball. Uh, you know, the the baseball field's looking great, and then they add two studs to the team today so baseball is low-key 
I mean, they're a they're a close number two winner. We'll see what basketball can do tonight to try and keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, uh, James Nesta. He is a hard throwing right hander. Um, he 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 brings it. <laughs> he brings it off the mound. And Taylor Tatum. I mean, he's the number one running back, and he's a, a really good position player uh, as well for baseball. So. Yeah, man, Skip Johnson helping out OU with this recruiting class, and uh, I feel like he did that last year as well. So things uh, things going very well there on, on both the football field and the diamond as well. Doug Miles says, The quiet, professional, drama-free commitment of the Jeremiah Newcomb makes him under the radar in my eye. And, and that's a good one. That was OU's first commit in, in this cycle. And it's easy, e- even when it's a good player, like you almost take it for granted when someone commits back in April, May, June. You're like the the ones that really make you wait and you, and you got to sweat it out for. It. Those are the the commits that we end up talking about the most on uh, on Locked In. But Jeremiah Newcomb, if if nothing else, man, his dad Bobby Newcomb was a hell of a player at Nebraska, and not during the past twenty years when Nebraska's been bad. No, back in the '90s, uh, early 2000s, Nebraska, when they were actually playing really good football, I, 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 I like the bloodline there, Travis. If nothing else, but Jeremiah Newcomb, yeah, could definitely be looked at as one of the more under the radar players in this class. We just haven't talked about him that much because he's been committed for so many months now. Well, what's what's funny is um, I was with Parker the day that he announced. That was March 25th. I was with Parker, and all of a sudden, it's this this tweet go out and he looks I like I said Jeremiah Newcomb the court he committed and we so he starts making phone calls and I'm like like yeah that that no nonsense stuff we know Doug Miles is into that for sure no nonsense hey I'm committed and people are saying does he know that he's not allowed to take visits yeah knows he's not allowed to take visits he's just gonna lock it in so it was fantastic and that was right at the time that, you know, Matt Rule, they, they had some recruiting momentum, that, and that normally happens, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get a new coach and a new staff kind of has some recruiting momentum. They're doing some exciting things. It helped that Nebraska hadn't played a football game yet. You know, they were 0-0 zero and zero instead of the 5-7 and seven that they pulled this year. But the fact that Jeremiah Newcomb, a Nebraska legacy, committed to OU that quickly when all of that new was happening in Lincoln – yeah, it was uh, it was impressive, man. And Arizona State really tried to come after him late, but he uh, he stayed locked in to, to OU the the entire time. So I uh, I'm in agreement with Doug there. I think it's a very under the radar gets. This one from the nine one eight says Wyatt Gilmore is my diamond in the rough. We talked about five of the top six players of Oklahoma signing today. You got the number one player in Kansas in Michael Boganowski. And then, yeah, Wyatt Gilmore, one of the best, if not the best, players in the state of Minnesota. Don't you know? You know, me, me being from Minnesota, that uh, that means a lot to me. I remember Wyatt Gilmore gave us that uh, that highlight early in the year. Remember when he uh, when he just picked up that kid and threw him across the field? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Wyatt Gilmore, man, he's a dog. There's no doubt about it. So uh, like like that pickup big time. I believe he came down to. Uh, um, I think Miami, North Carolina, maybe Minnesota, and us, something like that. Uh, but but a good pull right there uh, from Miguel Chavis, and that's one of those. Tyler was kind of out of the blue, right? Like uh, not a lot of people are like why Gilmore from Minnesota. Who what what are we doing recruiting dudes from Minnesota? And then you know he commits and and uh, puts out some good film. There's no doubt about it.
Yeah, Britt spoke uh, very highly of him, and uh, he's got all the right stuff, I believe is one one of the many things that Britt said about Wyatt Gilmore uh, today. 405-651-3439. Sooner Steve from Tulsa says, forget Riley, he's the next Raiders coach. And not that the Raiders are in good shape right now, but they're in a better position to win than USC in the Big Ten at this point. I, I mean, the, the mass exodus, I tried not to look at Twitter too much, the two days I was off, but every time I pulled it up, it was, hey, here's another player from USC entering the transfer portal. Here's Tackett Curtis announcing his intentions. Dude, it is well, and, bad. And my favorite part was I didn't realize how many like former top two, top three players they had on the roster because they certainly didn't play like that. They're like Corey Foreman, former number one overall player in the 2021 class, Damani Jackson, former top three player in the 2023 class or 2022 class, whatever. It's like they had all those dudes on their defense and they still stunk? Like, what's going on out there, man? I don't know. But it's glorious to watch. It's very glorious to watch the uh, imploding USC football program, which has already been happening, but it's, it's even worse now than it was a couple of months ago. All right, we'll get to more of your text, more signing day coverage on the other side right here on The Ref. Bleed Crimson, love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. You are family at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno, and family saves this December. The new 2024 GMC Sierra SLT Crew Cab 4x4 5.3. Take up to 80. Safety Administration and the Atkins. Jones Buick GMC in El Reno, bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Dorsey Jones is family-owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. They sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. It's Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. To the text line we go. This says 9.50 p.m. in Rome, Italy. The KREF app never lets me down in my travels. Question... Will all players that sign today enroll this spring and participate in spring ball? First off, thank you for taking the uh, KREF app with you all the way to Rome, Italy. That's awesome. Two, what'd you say, 20 of 27 will be early enrollees? Is that the number we read earlier? Yes, 20 of 27. Two will be joining for bowl practices now that they've signed. That's one Michael Hawkins Jr. out of Frisco and Xavier Robinson out of Carl Albert. They will be joining for bowl practices, so getting a head start. Blue of Green Country says, Liam Evans better eat a whole lot of pressure for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make it look easy, Liam. Boomer. Just keep him away from the burritos. This has got to be one of the more talked-about kickers on signing day, an OU kicker on signing day in recent memory. We may have to go like back to the '80s or something. <laughs> yeah, it, well, you know, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have. You don't have to look far for the struggles that the previous team had. Uh, you don't have to look farther than signing day buzz, right? Because, <laughs> because the the text line will tell you where we struggled last year by who they're excited about this year. Seriously, <laughs> that's that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cole's kicking camp. Has Liam Evans ranked as the number seven ranked kicking prospect in America for 2024? Uh, they have him rated as a five star. So if uh, 
you're looking at for that type of uh, kicker information, oh, buddy, we uh, we got it for you today. No worries. He's worry also about a that. friend of the program. Liam Evans, uh, I mean, just up the road there and more. I, I mean, he's on krevsports.tv this year, yeah. Well, and he joined Parker for pregame. Yep, correct. Interview. So, uh, yeah, he's been on these airwaves. Yeah, about half this class has been on these airwaves, wouldn't you say? Danny Okoye more than once. Danny Okoye had an entire crowd of uh, Ref Army listeners after the OU Tulsa game this year. Yeah, I think K-Ref maybe ought to get part recruiter of the recruiter of the month for that one. I I would agree. He there skipped a... he skipped his Texas visit to come be on radio with us. He didn't even go to the game. He just came to he just came to be on radio with us. I think that was a pretty good sign leading up to his uh, announcement. Yeah, cuz he announced uh the the next week, I think after the Tulsa game, right? Just like less than a week later. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now it was uh it was fun. A lot of fun moments from this 2024 cycle and not a whole lot of drama today. 27 to 27. Like we let off the show today, it was like Hollis Price at the free throw line, just uh, automatic, which we're going to talk a whole lot of basketball for these next three hours. And I got to say, I'm pretty jacked to talk some OU basketball for the next three hours, man. Huge game tonight. I couldn't be more excited. I mean, literally, the... Once 11 a.m. hit and Taylor Tatum's, uh, you know, the the tweet went out that he had faxed in his NLI, I mean, all attention. Basketball, baby. I mean, a big game tonight. The line keeps on moving in North Carolina's favor, which I think it's just because, you know, all the OU betters were distracted with football, and North Carolina (laughs) certainly isn't distracted with football right now. So, um, yeah, interesting, but... Man, OU's, OU's got a heck of an opportunity tonight, Tyler. Yeah, well, that's that's a good word to use is, is opportunity with this game. I mean, they're already ranked inside the top eight. Um, a, lot of, a lot of fans will be watching this game tonight. This basketball team has really got everyone's attention now. So they go beat North Carolina and Charlotte, then, yeah, we're, we're really talking about something here. Please tell me uh, you saw Ryan Day's reaction at his signing day's press conference when he found out that Jeremiah Smith, the number one player in the country, uh, signed with Ohio State today. See that? Yeah. He about oh, I, I absolutely saw it. And that's because you can take visits if you're an Ohio State commit. That's that's why he was nervous. Brent Venables was confident. He knew Taylor Tatum's was coming. One decommits this entire cycle for OU, man. And apparently a lot of that was because – Maybe someone saw the writing on the wall. I mean, th- what Dozy Ezukama ended up at TCU. And you were pretty set at wide receiver anyway. So, well, just right. one decommit this entire cycle. It's, it's pretty impressive. Especially when a lot of people uh, really question Britt Venable's recruiting policy once he got here. All right, the rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.